Hello and welcome to this episode of 10,000 Posts. It's a show about how everything is posting. My name is Hussein. I am currently in a quite nice hotel room in Leeds. My name is Phoebe. I am not in a hotel room in Leeds. I don't I don't have anything to add. I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, <laughs> you know who else is in the Leeds? I presume not in Leeds anyway. I really hope uh, not in Leeds because that would be very embarrassing. We are joined this week by uh, writer Alison Rumford. You may know, uh, you may know her from a post. You also may know from the books. Tell me, I'm worthless and brainworms. Alison, how's it going? Hi, it's okay. I'm not in Leeds. Oh, thank I'm God, because in... that would have been very embarrassing <laughs> if you were. Uh, I'm in London. Um, so yeah, uh, city of posting in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the 2023 city of posting, I believe. Um, next, <laughs> yeah. Next year it's gonna. Next year it's gonna be Nottingham, which is a bit of a surprise. Surprise <laughs> selection. Um, yeah, we've asked Alison to come on because we're doing an episode this week about horror stories, and uh, in particular, um, or two sentence horror stories. Um, and uh, Alison is someone who has written horror like novels who just understands the horror genre really well, we really wanted to subject you to some of these Reddit posts because that's what we do to, uh, to friends. They are, yeah, they're, um, they're kind of rough. There, there's some I sort of have a little bit of affection for because I'm like, well, you did, you tried, like you did understand at least, as the kids would say, understand the assignment. And then there's yeah. some that are just, there's some that are, that are, bad and then there's some that are kind of noxious mm. <laughs> um, read, yeah we'll read some out in a bit but first um and uh phoebe you sent me you sent us this this morning um and in part the reason why you sent us is because as the website uh twitter.com uh continues to break um in uh lots of different ways uh there is now a attempt uh by several uh posters to document some of the you know when things were good on on, on the app and uh, we uh, we 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 haven't done like archive posts for a while, but um, we thought that maybe we might start getting back into that again. And we're going to start off with this post that I think is just quite delightful. I've seen it every time I see it. I don't really <laughs> so have delightful. I don't have any like oh you know I don't have any sort of interrogations. But I don't really like think there's sort of anything deeper into it. It's just a delightful post, and I think that's sort of its appeal. Um, I, before Phoebe, before I ask you to explain why you love this post so much, why you said it was your favorite post, actually. It is, um, I'm it, going, is my, it is my favorite. I'm going to read out the post. Uh, I sold a rug to someone on Marketplace and they just sent me this picture with the message, quote, little man is chuffed. And the picture is of a rabbit who is has like a little living space. Uh, and the living space Such includes, a tiny rabbit. includes a bed. <laughs> it's so um, tiny. <laughs> it includes a little hutch some like a welcome mat like quite a nice carpet on top of it basically like a nice little living unit for this rabbit um yeah phoebe do you want to talk do you want to talk us through uh the the post is there anything to talk up talk for talk through it's just honestly it's just one of my favorites um i've noticed a lot of people um doing what i would sort of characterize as if you had had a kind of three minute warning um that the library of alexandria was about to burn and you had three minutes to just try and gather up as much of as much of the kind of papyrus as you possibly could uh, before it all goes up in flames. And this is what I feel like people are doing. And I love this post for a number of different reasons. I, um, as is well documented on this show, I I like I like small creatures. 
large creatures as well. I'm a big I'm a big creature fan. I'm the I am the show's uh, creature head. Um, I think calling a tiny tiny little bunny little man is very funny. I think even saying like little man is chuffed, which which has like such a which has such a kind of resonance, and it has like it says so much about the person who's saying it. Um, it's like it's it's such a kind of guilelessly charming thing to say about about anything that you could describe as a little man, but particularly about the little bunny. Um, the like the fact that it's such that it's such a beautiful little handmade rug as well. Like even that is just it's just delightful. And also, little man is chuffed has kind of made its way into my regular vocabulary, which is what I think make something a a peerless post Mm. and it's just it's just you can't tell whether or not the little bunny is chuffed you can't tell because it's a little (laughs) bunny it's basically expressionless and it it is sitting on its little rug and there is there is an aura of chuffness there's like a a, (laughs) to the to the little man on his new rug it really pulls his room together Housing housing's difficult for everyone right now. And so I think anyone who has like a nice place to hang out yeah. probably like quite chuffed generally. Yeah, it's like he's he's like he's found like the last rent controlled place in like in Peckham. Has little mm. man. Has, bu- has <laughs> little man the bunny. <laughs> Alison, you mentioned before recording that you have some backstory on this. I mean it's not it's not the most sort of intense backstory. I just I <laughs> I, I, I am I, I have met the I met the the poster of this tweet the 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 person who sold the rug, uh, I am I'm friends of them. Um, did they did really they did they, did they make did they make the rug? Is this a kind of home? I don't believe they met. Street? They made the rug. I think it was just a rug that they had, and then they they sold. So it's sort of a you why know passes have, through. Why did they have such a tiny rug? Sometimes so you just small. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> so, so here's my sort of take. I don't think the rabbit is actually as small as you think it is. Oh, you um, think there's like a perspective a, it's game? Still a rabbit. Yeah, but I feel like I've looked. Only was... so large a rabbit, and also that is a tiny rabbit. Look, all right, look, okay. But that looks like actually, because, no, 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 no. no I'm, actually not, ha- I'm actually not. I'm actually not having this. I have <laughs> examined many many bunny pictures i know what the proportions welcome of to, a big old bunny welcome, <laughs> welcome to, to the, bunny corner well welcome to the osint section of uh ten thousand posts um no if <laughs> you look at the bowls the bowls are like regular size bowls right no they're bunny no, the bowls. Rabbit is the same size as the bowls that's like it's it's a little rabbit it's a think- tiny little rabbit also like if you look at like because you know like those like big rabbits like those big like dutch rabbits yes yeah, you have yeah, yeah. to let like, if you pick them up you kind of have to drape them over your forearm like yeah. a detail yeah no um, this isn't one of those like you can tell by the proportions of the rabbit that it is a small rabbit it's got yeah. a small little head and it's it's got the pointy up ears not I the just, flops ears i just think it's a normal like it's it's a sort of like it's a it's like a welcome mat size rug which is to say that like it's probably not kind of it's a fair it's probably like fairly common to have um, but it's what just very. What are you talking about? But it's just very it funny to see it in this setting. Rug. <laughs> it's it's it's. <sighs> Hi, it's Devon, the editor. I'm looking at the image now of the the chuffed little man, and I gotta tell you, this guy's tiny. I'm familiar with the size of most things. Um, and looking at this image, you can see in the corner there's the sort of uh, foot of a bookshelf, 
And if I sort of rotate this little man in the space to put him next to the bookshelf, he simply cannot be much more than like six, seven inches deep. This is a tiny guy. And he is chuffed. All right, so I'm also, closing if the you had a big, If you had a big bunny, you're not calling it little man, are you? You're calling it big man. Well, it depends because it's relative to your size. So like... No, if I had if a big bunny, I'd call it big man. Like if you see like, if you see like a big chunky cat right. knocking around, you call yeah. it big man. You say, you're right there, big man. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Actually, I'm looking at this little box hutch and that's quite... All right. Okay. Fine. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm seeding. Okay. Battle <laughs> of ideas. Lost once again. I'm adding it to our tally. Uh... Of me making a confident statement, only to take it back. Like moments don't, don't come, at, don't come at the show's creature head and expect no. to be able to win on the subject of creatures. That's right. That is, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair I mean, enough. talking of creatures. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Seamless. I love it. <laughs> um. Yeah. That's sort of. Uh, did you, we want to go into? Oh, okay. Do we, do, we to, a... do, we, do we go into two second horror? Yeah. <laughs> we can that's keep it. Thank you. I, I do like when the guest is just like, yeah, none of this bullshit, please. I'm here for a reason. <laughs> not dealing with this. Not dealing with natural. Not, yeah. It, it not, was. That was a, that was a na- that was a natural segue, and I, I admire it. And I also much. appreciate you just not wanting to deal with this, like at like the time that we are recording in the morning. Uh, so <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's let's seamlessly segue into uh, into the main section. Um, two se- two sentence horror stories. So this was a subreddit. I think was started in, or at least like according to the Reddit page, like the community sort of like began in 2014. The premise is sort of what it says on the tin. Sentence one, which is kind of like the sentence you click on, uh, is you know it tends to sort of be like an observation, but or like some sort of line that tries to lure you in with a second sentence, which is supposedly supposedly going to be uh, or it promises to be like one of the most disturbing or unsettling things that you read these were some of the examples that i saw when i was doing the notes this, these are like the most recent examples rather than like good like the best examples because we can sort of go on to those later so these are the most recent examples on that subreddit when i traveled back in time my past self asked with tentative hope when does it get better and then the second line, I couldn't think of how to answer without breaking his heart. But as I began to fade out of existence, I realized my hesitation gave him everything he needed to know. That's not a hot. That's just sad. Yeah. And, we, and we'll get on to <laughs> we'll get on to this in a second. But again, these are just like the most recent ones. Um, I'll read out a second one, which is like maybe a bit more of a horror thing, but still not quite. Um, after decades of torture and agony, I was finally I, fi- I, I was finally lifted up in the sky thinking I had served my time in hell. And the second line, Doctor, we lost him for a second, I heard the nurse say when I opened my eyes. Again, not really a horror thing, but that's mm. sort of like the premise of the premise of this like subreddit. Um, it's been around for like a while. I think Phoebe, you actually sent some stuff to me uh the other day, which was like the sort of like BuzzFeed-esque lists where they were lists where they sort of like had a collection of like all the sort of creepiest uh horror stories that they had got from this subreddit and like just quite a good example of how it sort of permeated uh that certain element of uh of internet culture it was also a tv series um and we can maybe get onto that in a second uh i do want to say that like when i was when i was writing this it was very late at night and i wasn't in the mood to try like watch it um i i do like horror but like not i don't have that much tolerance so i don't know whether it's like good or not but that's not this all, all all is to say that this is this subreddit has been around for a while um and i think it has had some sort of cultural like uh permeation but alison i wondered whether uh to start us off like 
have were you like have have you been familiar with this subreddit like have you sort of like seen it before uh and if so like as someone who actually writes horror like what do you kind of think about uh like the stuff on that subreddit um i was definitely aware of it sort of a while ago i think i think because the the form predates the um predates that particular subreddit reddit in a couple ways like there's a very famous two sentence or one sentence horror story that was like oh the last man on earth something there was a knock on the door i don't know i can't remember i'm not that wasn't my best <laughs> storytelling <laughs> there but um so it, it's like an old form i guess is trying to sort of condense horror into this and then there's also reddit horror as a a sort of genre in itself which is um probably best uh best sort of shown through the no sleep um mm. subreddit slash podcast slash books like no no sleep is sort of something that that uh spiraled out from reddit uh, and is a big sort of major success story people have had book deals from no sleep they've had uh i think films maybe not actually made but certainly there have been like scripts bought off of the success of no sleep um so i think two sentence horror uh is sort of a an attempt to uh recapture that in a way but like really condense it down i don't know um but it's sort of i really i was sort of reminded of it i guess and probably the reason we're talking about it now is because of the bad two sentence horror story twitter account which mm-hmm. uh came to prominence well it was made in december 2021 and it immediately came to prominence mm-hmm. um and it sort of also immediately affected what was being written on the subreddit uh to some uh, a lot of sort of community controversy i'll say from <laughs> looking at what they how they reacted to it i think people who were posting very earnestly were quite upset about uh having their posts called bad and then having <laughs> outsiders come in and post uh sort of intentionally bad ones um mm. Which is honestly quite annoying when you're trying to scroll through, find some like earnest ones that are bad. Yeah. Um, because it's sort of hard to sometimes tell <laughs> whether someone's joking or not. I mean, that's always the case with, on- with online in general. But, uh, mm. well, that's what, because that's one of the things that, um, that I'm quite interested in. Sort of at what point does this kind of posting style become self conscious? And at what point are people, writing in order uh in order to kind of in order to kind of create a kind of text object which is going to be kind of reproduced somewhere else and i think as soon as soon as there is a curation account mm. then the then the then the posting becomes more adulterated by this kind of self sort of kind of self-conscious remove but i think it's i think it's really important actually to uh, make it clear that like my intention we're talking about two sentence horror is not to not to shit on the posters who are doing it i think it takes a i think it takes a significant amount of courage to put anything creative online particularly when you are um when you are posting in this kind of context where where you can you can get pretty big 
pretty easy, pretty cheap numbers off off post curation. Like that's mm. like maybe that's something that will change in the future. Like now, um, now Twitter is kind of degraded to this point. There isn't really an obvious um, an obvious location for um, for kind of post curation post curation accounts anymore. Not really. I mean, you can sort of do it on Instagram, but it's but it's 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 harder. Like a like an Instagram meme account is sort of a different beast. Yeah, so I do think, yeah. Yeah. So I, do, I, do, I mean, I do think it, like I do think it's like it's really easy to be like, oh my god, look at the look at these look at these idiots and look at the rubbish that they're writing. Um, which I don't think which I, which I don't think it, I don't think is very fair. I also actually think it's not fair to deliberately adulterate these writing communities with deliberately shitty work in order to like make it onto two sentence horror because then then at then at what point are then at what point are you not engage not engaging in any kind of sincere way with it with anything that with anything that you're doing and i think that's like i think that's like a bit it's a bit of a shame but also some of the really bad ones are are funny and we can't we can't get away from we can't oh, get yeah, away from yeah. that um so what so i think the way that we're gonna resolve that tension is to read some of the ones that we find particularly funny but no usernames so that's how that is how i have decided <laughs> decided to, to to resolve the tension between just making like making fun of these people who like i said they've done they have they have done something brave um i um because i don't know much about uh the horror genre of fiction because i am a tiny tiny baby and i am very very easily frightened um i sometimes i sometimes write horror myself as a kind of inoculation exercise so if i have like so if i have like the worst thought in the world or what to me is the worst thought in the world if i can turn it into uh if i can turn it into a story most of which i don't use for anything i just use it as kind of writing exercises um then maybe it's a way of kind of creating a sort of distance between my intrusive thoughts and work that I work that I might produce sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be honest here um but I am interested in this desire to condense and this desire to have as much content as possible in as small a space and that's what people are doing with posts. The best posts are short ones, um, like a long post. Tends, you know, it tends to kind of lose, like, it tends to kind of lose its energy and lose its power. So I think the 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 two sentence horror, uh, kind of horror impulse is very similar to the posting impulse. Um, and I don't know what you think about that as somebody who writes more long form horror. Yeah, I mean, it's def- so the form that two sentence horror are going for is i guess if there's so there's like the 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 main internet horror form is like sort of the creepypasta post creepypasta thing in which you're presenting it as entirely real and a found found object um but uh two sentence horror isn't really that it's more this um twilight zone slash creep show uh slash tales from the crypt style like it's it's you set up a thing 
And then you have a twist in the tale that that sort of upends expectations. Sometimes the twist is a little is uh, somewhat moralistic in nature. Sometimes it's just mean spirited. Um, sometimes it is a attempt at social commentary. <laughs> um, but that is that's the form that it's dealing with. But it's I mean, what makes um, the Twilight Zone good is that I mean, there's a lot of reasons why the Twilight Zone show is good, but it's it's sort of the perfect length um, in half an hour. Um, there was a season of the Twilight Zone where they extended it to an hour, and it's the worst season. Everyone hates it, um, much like everyone hates the Twilight Zone film. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they they hate that for other reasons related to John Landis killing children, but um, yeah, not ideal. Yeah, it's, it's not an ideal thing to. Not, not, <laughs> not, not, not an ideal thing to have done i didn't i didn't know about this until quite until quite recently and i happened to read about it when i was when i was fasting i wasn't supposed to be reading anything but i was i was i was quite bored and i <laughs> and i and i read this story and i was like have i hallucinated this is that what happened to um what's the face's father jennifer jason lee's father i was like is that is that what happened? Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucked Grim. up. Um, I mean, in, in all fairness, it's not a bad two-sentence horror. You could probably do quite a good one about... Probably. About, about John <laughs> and it would be in, a, I guess, bad enough tastes as some of the two-sentence horrors that I've seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's the, that is the form that it's dealing with. So it's like set up and then the payoff is... Um, I guess intentionally meant to make the reader feel unmoored from uh, the reality that they thought was established. And I kind of get it. It makes sense as more of a writing exercise to me than mm-hmm. something like to seriously show off. Like it is interesting to try and take everything that could go into a story and really like squash it down to the barest bones of what a story is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think. Yeah, I think that makes maybe more sense as a can I get this this small and then uh, learn how to like so learn what the basics are so I can like expand it back out again yeah. rather than um that being something that you want to show off to people. Uh but mm-hmm. but obviously these people like doing that. Uh no hate to them. Um yeah. I think a good portion not a good portion but definitely some of these stories i look at them and i'm like well this actually could be Mm. like there sort of is something there um perhaps if it was a longer story perhaps uh it would maybe work better than um it is because as it is you don't have an idea of character or Mm. no there's there's nothing to relate to it's just like Oh, I thought it was like this, but it's actually like that. That'd yeah. be messed up. Yeah. <laughs> there were like there were like some that I read which I wouldn't like classify as horror, but I was like, okay, that could be like a fairly compelling story. And I'd love to sort of like, you know, see how you sort of get from sentence one to sentence two of like a bit more, you know, substance and insight and all that type of stuff. And so I thought like, okay, as like bits of microfiction, like that's kind of cool. Um, and I can sort of see why people like do that. I remember like when I did see like when I did see these stories every so often, I mean, the creepy pasta stuff was very much kind of in that vein. It would be sent to me by like 
friends of mine or people like colleagues like when we were bored at work and it'd be oh look at this kind of like you know creepy thing and you'd sort of like be able to be entertained for like a few minutes um and it sort of seems like that's kind of where some of the appeal is in terms of like this format and you know the ways in which like it's kind of designed as well to be you know you're supposed to sort of share it with people because you kind of want to freak them out as well it sort of reminded me of like you know my you know and i'm sure everyone sort of has stories about this kind of like when you're sort of online you always have you know that one friend or a few friends who like will just show you or send you stuff that's kind of creepy and weird or like sometimes it's genuinely like you know jump like most of it would be jump scare stuff and it was really just there to kind of like just for entertainment but it, i guess it kind of just reminded me of like it's a, it's what it's trying to do is this kind of um it's trying to like evoke a feeling of just sort of being unsettled but unsettled for just like a really short period of time and so and i don't necessarily know how to sort of describe that but to me it kind of feels like the two sentence horrors you know you can look at it as just kind of you know you can look at it as like microfiction and you can look at it as like useful writing exercises but as a sort of how it exists on the internet seems to be it seems to be less about the story and much more about the feeling or like the idea of what it's supposed to provoke and so I imagine the two sentence horrors that do really well aren't really doing well because the story itself is interesting or even kind of has the potential to be scary, but because it sort of delivers that sort of jump scare feeling effectively. I don't know if I, I don't know what you think about that. No, I, th- mm. I think you're, you're, you're all right there. There's sort of a tendency to go for the most like gross out um possible i mean look horror horror that goes for the gross out can be great i've 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 written things that are gross out you know but um again when it's in a the sort of this two sentence form it ends up uh trivializing serious subject matter a lot of the times um there is a real yeah, tendency there's a lot of there's a lot of like you know i actually i'm not gonna like say it open there's a lot of sort of like stuff that really is very fixated on like sexual violence oh yeah like, and I a lot like, of um I, was, I, was I mean i was scrolling at this but there's a lot of like eating disorder stuff yeah exactly in a, a weird way um <laughs> and i i guess it's just because they're like the the writers are probably like well i need i need it to be eye-catching and i need it to be extreme so mm. so having this reveal that yeah this is actually like this serious subject matter it's enough of a hook to i mean if you if you look at the posts that do that sort of do the most well like that get the most hits on the the subreddit they are generally those sorts of posts sometimes i will get um like push notification i'm not in the subreddit but i will sometimes get push push notifications to my reddit account uh of posts from uh two sentence horror and they will almost always be a bad a sort of um a gross out one and i can usually work out where it's going to go from just that first sentence mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't really want to i don't want to read what that is um yeah. <laughs> yeah what i find interesting actually is having like now read quite a lot of them and See and looked at looked at loads on the on the bad two sentence horror Twitter account and looked at some of the kind of the assemblages on 
Board Panda and on and on BuzzFeed and on Thought Catalog as well, which in it, which is so interesting because this is this is feels like this feels like a kind of like a kind of archaeological internet project. Like the the, the idea that someone is still paying to host the Thought Catalog servers is strange to me because that must mean that they're still like employees at Thought Catalog. There is a compilation of. Tweets from the bad two sentence horror Twitter account uh, on cheeseburger. <laughs> How can that? I know. Be? That be? <laughs> it's, it's, because it's so weird. Because like it's, it's something that I've definitely that a really annoying thing that happens when you are a um, when you are a freelance writer. Uh, is how much of your CV ends up being inaccessible if you if you do a lot of digital writing and that sort of where. Like even because even stuff that I've written in the past for websites that still exist, their search function is so completely janky that you basically can't mm. find it. Um, not that this is like a huge, huge issue with you know good luck and a fair wind. I'll never have to write a fucking CV ever again. However, <laughs> um, however, this is it's it's a re- this really sort of strange idea that like somewhere there's still like hosting fees being paid for like thought catalog or like I'm, I'm like wondering if you can like look up like exo jane archive posts or something like that now anyway um so i've looked at quite so i've looked at quite quite a lot of these and something that i find really interesting is how functionally uninventive most of them are that you can put them all into kind of sort of distinct categories there's like last person on earth ones you know everyone else has died on the last person um there are uh lots and lots and lots and lots of you think you are talking to a sympathetic protagonist and actually you're talking and actually you're hearing from uh you're actually hearing from a, a murderer or, or or something or something of the sort those ones are always about like like basements full of dead women absolutely always yeah. like there's there's literally or killing their own kids yeah which is That's you know what one. that is a tendency in <laughs> sort of yeah. Yeah, 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 extreme sure. horror as well um yeah yeah and i don't know absolutely yeah like, like, like absolutely um there's quite a lot there's quite a lot of um you think you're talking to you think you're hearing from a person and you're actually hearing from their reflection or or a kind of like a kind of uncanny valley version of them and and I don't know if this speaks to like the kind of the the inevitable constraints of the form because you're not building up character and you're not building up backstory and there really are only so many rug pulls that you can do with two sentences or whether it's about the sort of person that uh, posting your microfiction on Reddit attracts. I think it's I think it's probably a little bit of column A, a little bit it's of column B. It's definitely a little bit of both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit little bit of both. But something that I thought was thought was really fun with um when the TV show came out. I don't know if it's still available on Netflix. It was um it was out in like 2019. Um is if you look if you go back and you look at the posts on two sentence horror about the netflix show every single one of them are like this misunderstands 
the concept <laughs> of two sentence oh, horror. The classic, the classic situation of manga fans getting mad when it when it gets <laughs> because these episodes are twenty five minutes long, so they've got more than two sentences. This is not two I, sentence horror I'm at so all. Happy. They are I'm all so happy so about this. I'm so happy about this. I do think there is there should be a TV show where there are only two sentences of dialogue. Um, I do think that should happen. Just want like a vine of. I mean, like I know there are there are people on like TikTok who make horror. Um, Yeah, we can go into that in a second because I found this really interesting too. But uh, what do they want? Like, you can't. (laughs) I don't know. Um... (laughs) Well, I think they. I think what they probably want is for uh netflix executives not to make huge amounts of money off their free labor which i think is did fair they, enough did they get um, yeah, did the authors because i know when it was stuff like um there was a tv show called channel zero that adapted creepypasta that's mm. actually a, i think a very good show um mm. but i know with that the authors got sort of credit and uh money uh and were sort of involved i don't know was that not the case with <laughs> two sentence horror? No, I think what happened. Yes, sorry. either it's either it's not the case, or there was um, or there or there was um, a case made for um, if you post something on Reddit, then you don't own the copyright. Oh, okay. There were three because... seasons of this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, despite despite the fury of the posters, yeah. No, so um, also, I suppose I suppose it's I suppose maybe their argument was you can't give kind of commissioning and development money to somebody who has written two sentences, um, which is sort of not entirely unreasonable. But I think I believe, and I'm happy to be correct on this. I believe the argument was made was that um, in this instance, Reddit functions as a publisher. And therefore, they own whatever you put on them. So if they get the permission of Reddit to turn a subreddit into a TV show, then they are under no obligation to um, to remunerate the posters in any way. And I suspect that this might be the case for pretty much every posting platform. And if the writers of uh, of the uh, of the of the No Sleep show. Uh, or the people who contributed to the No Sleep show got money out of it. I suspect that might have been a kind of show of goodwill rather than something that they were actually legally obliged yeah, to do. Yeah, it was I probably that. I mean, I that's the case. I mean, I'm I'm happy they did. I I think that's. I think. Mean, oh yeah, I have no, a, no, absolutely. I have a lot of more affection for Creepypasta in a way than I do for the um, stuff like Two Sentence Horror. I think I think Creepypasta. I think because it's. The good ones utilize the internet form really well and utilize the fact mm. that you are it feels like you're reading these on like a forum. Um yeah. they it's like it's it works in a similar way to found footage. Um and or not again, some of those just are silly or you know, just wherever you get uh people publishing their own work, people will publish bad work. But uh people have been, you know, there are there are talented writers there um from from what i read uh so the two sentence horror show on netflix was used stories that were quote inspired by the reddit mm. subreddit so they did not pay the writers they did not reach out to the writers um i assume they might not have even reached out to reddit um they may have just been like oh this thing is happening 
uh, here are some of like the favorite ones. So we can make these sort of like vague renditions of it, which again, it kind of brings back to, I, I see where they're coming from in the sense of like, well, then it's not two sentence horror. It's something else. It's a horror anthology. Um, but it's yeah. not. And I think that's really, that's actually a really interesting observation. Um, because like, I, you know, again, like my, I, I'm not familiar with like with, with this subreddit, but with other ones that I'm more familiar with the idea that they sort of see themselves as like a community. Uh, and so are like kind of, you know, they recognize themselves within this sort of ecosystem, like this within the space where they have to sort of abide by certain community restrictions. But those, some of those restrictions are kind of, or like these kind of like boundaries, some of them are written, but some of them are just sort of acknowledged. Right. Um, and so, and I imagine that in these types of spaces where you are like producing and publishing your own work, um, you know, that type of, you know, that sort of feeling of community, uh, is enhanced because of, I think, you know, and I think anytime you're sort of putting out your own work on like whether online or in real life, like it does require some vulnerability. Um, and so I can imagine that like, yeah, they're probably pretty pissed, but like, you know, even if this was just sort of like a half-assed idea that they came out with, there's still you know, you still got to like put it out there and there's still like some kind of bravery that comes with that. And for that to sort of be very openly exploited because, and the interviewer actually says, I think in a Collider interview, um, that, yeah, I just really liked browsing the subreddit and I thought it was cool. So I sort of pitched the show to Netflix because she had like made some shows before. And so it was lit. So it's just literally the case of just like, oh, I found this thing online and now I'm going to make a bunch of money out or like, or I'm like, you know, again, I, I, I don't know how much money they made or like how much money like the whole. So I'm not going to like pontif- pontificate on that. But the idea of basically like taking this, taking this format for the most part was this place where you would kind of post stuff freely, get feedback freely and so on. There was not really a sort of monetizable component to it. Then mm. kind of become something else, both in terms of form and in terms of purpose. Like, yeah, I'd be pissed by that too. It's stolen uh, posters, Valor. It's stolen posters, Valor. Yeah, it is. Also, it the, is yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. But also, I think it's like as 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 well. I mean, like this is this is the thing that it's true. There isn't a kind of obviously monetizable aspect to it, um, apart from you know if somebody else just takes the takes the concept and monetizes it for themselves, which is a sort of which is a little bit different from you are able to make money from your posts. Um, I think that particularly amateur writers who find like a lot of kind of value in uh in a kind of online writing community which um like I said I do think gets um adulterated and sort of contaminated by uh by when the subreddit or or whatever the community may be kind of uh, leaks out into the kind of larger posting ecosystem because then you get people you know trying to kind of trying to sort of deliberately make their way onto onto the onto collections of the posts, particularly the collections of the bad versions of the posts and you and it's and you know these kinds of communities only really survive if everyone is if everyone is sort of is operating with, with a relative degree of sincerity um a really interesting place to look at for this is if you've ever looked at the um NaNoWriMo forums, oh yeah um which is like which is a really really fascinating mm. posting uh, posting space and one which I have very deliberately not wanted to cover on the show because I'm a bit like leave them leave them they're not <laughs> they're not hurt they're not they're not hurting anyone um and there is a kind of, there's a real sort of if you if you ever if you've ever looked at them there's a real real sense of um of the kind of the self-importance the self-importance of the real amateur 
going on over at the nine the NaNoWriMo forum. So you'll have someone saying like, you'll have someone saying like, you know what, I've I've had a, such like such a great breakthrough today. I've worked out I've worked out a way of um I've worked out a way of uh of re- uh, really tying my main character always MC. There's always these, these cute little abbreviations. Mm. My MC's character uh to uh to the quest and then they kind of post like the section that they that they feel has been this huge breakthrough and it's just some of the worst writing you've ever (laughs) read in your entire life and there's and I think there's like a real charm to that and then you get people under it being like mate this is amazing this should be published and like it shouldn't like none of it none of it none of it should be should be published I don't want to like I think anyone who writes anything should should be, should call themselves a writer. They should do it freely, etc. But I don't think that everything that is written should be should be published for money. I think that there is, I think hobbyism is fine. I think it's fine for people to oh, write yeah. as a hobby. This is not something that this is not something which I think I don't think every single thing needs to be turned into um, needs to be in, turned into something that you should be able to make money out of. Um, I think that some things can just be done for the fun and joy. I th- but I do think that there is this kind of very fragile, almost illusory vulnerability to it. Because actually what it comes down to is if you put something on the internet, particularly on, uh, on a freely available, um, very easily discoverable and also very, uh, very curatable space, the idea that your work is not going to be stolen or made bad use of or antagonistic use of by somebody else is based on a kind of unspoken mutual social contract. So when it gets broken, um, that kind of, that sort of shines a light on you and on your community and on your work in a way that I think people who don't do this work professionally find very like alarming and upsetting um because it's it's true if you do not have a um legally prescribed contract bound relationship um there is nothing to stop anyone from stealing your work and nothing happening to it. the only thing that stops people from doing it is decency and decency is not a high currency <laughs> Um, a high currency factor on you know on in the vast majority of online communities um it certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't um doesn't stand up to uh stand up to attention if it's going to be a kind of if there's going to be a uh kind of currency off um and yeah and i think that this is just a kind of scaled down version of the first time that uh, a professional writer has an idea stolen by somebody in a kind of more formalized IRL mm. writing community, which happens all the time. Like I've told this, I've told this story before, but I have been, I have been plagiarized by a well-known writer who, when I was starting out, I let him read a story that I had written um you know in a kind of a, oh it's really nice of you to read this uh read this for me and uh he extracted a paragraph of this story and it is 
the first paragraph of one of his books. He doesn't. He, he didn't even bother to change uh, change anything about it. Like it, it's to the extent that it looks weird alongside <laughs> the rest of the book because it's just because it's just not his voice. And I found out about this, and this is something which I now find funny. At the time, I was absolutely raging, and I was like, "Can I do something about this? Do I go public?" And then I thought, "No, I can't do that because." It makes that will make me look mental Ooh. if I did that. That just make that makes me look insane. Like I could maybe just about produce the kind of okay. So have a look at some timestamps. Here is the email that I sent him with this story. But then how would you? You know how would you? It's basically impossible to prove, and the and the kind of uh, the cost benefit analysis just made it not worth doing um that's but the it problem was a real with uh with with uh with the existence right now because anyone can steal anything you say and turn it into a bit and that's why you need to record every com- like bit of communication you have and put it in <laughs> yeah. your little folder <laughs> you never yeah. know your, your mom could your yeah, mom could steal right. a bit uh the barista could steal you've a bit do so- you've got to do so you've got to do self-surveillance <laughs> all the time um yeah and it's uh and it's and like i'm, I'm but i remember like the biggest feeling when i found this out was like but that's not fair that's mm. not a fair thing to do like what is he allowed is that even allowed and then i was like and then i talked to other writers all of whom have like similar stories quite a lot of them have stories which are like much much worse um i, I know somebody who um who had been assigned their creative writing master's tutor as also their kind of pastoral care tutor and so had told that her creative writing tutor about this situation that was going on in her life which he then took and put in a oh that's grim and again she was just like but but is is that is that allowed and the only thing that is preventing that kind of behavior is either a kind of sense of decency which in uh which in an industry like publishing which is a industry that is run on capitalist principles but is obliged to pretend that it is run on non-capitalist principles which is uh you know which is a kind of significant tension and it's so it's it's people don't really operate according to according to is that allowed is that decent is that is that fair it's more of a calculation of like can i do this and and get away with it and when it comes to a subreddit you definitely definitely can do it and get away with it and that's the calculation which is interesting because reddit has sort of i think the the way reddit's built is it's meant to have this um sort of I don't know, inbuilt mechanism, like community mechanism to prevent this. Like that's the point of the sort of upvotes, downvotes thing is that like if someone breaks the community's rules, uh, they get downvoted, they get pushed down. But that only works uh, in the context of that community itself. The moment yeah. that something breaks that, um, it sort of starts to fall apart. I mean, which is why yeah. Reddit is such a sort of I don't know, interesting. I mean, it has been successful, but it is also kind of 
failed in a lot of ways. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it works well, I think, as a forum and it works well as sort of like, you know, in terms of like all the sort of kind of mainstream social media sites, um, you know, although it's like very, very far from perfect, as we sort of all know, it like avoids a lot of the problems of like the sort of other social media platforms in part because it kind of has still has this sort of culture of like community and kind of conditions around that. But what it doesn't see, what it's not able to do, and like something, <clears throat> something like uh, Two Said Two Sentence Horror Stories is a really good example of this, but also on a broader scale, like if, I think like lots of like fandom culture is a very good, like it is sort of like a good kind of parallel to it, um, which is that you can't resist um, or, or you can't stop the lurkers, right? And so uh, the person who created the two second horror story, uh, two sentence horror story, fuck's sake, um, on, on the, Net the Netflix show, basically said that like she wasn't really writing anything on the forum. She wasn't, <clears throat> she wasn't like a participant in any way. She was just like, she just enjoyed reading them. And the adaptations are not like, ones that because i think if you had just lifted a story that was like upvoted for example and i think and i think it'd be quite easy to be like oh hey this person uh this person like stole my story here's the original on reddit my username is like so and so Ooh. and so and like you might not be able to do anything but you could at least sort of at the very least you could kind of like see if you can uh you know call the you know, call the writer up or like sort of shame them online but the thing about the adaptation is that you can't really do that it's like it's an original story that is sort of like loosely based on the two sentence horror stuff and i and as we sort of mentioned towards the top of the episode a lot of these a lot of these like uh, horror stories kind of follow similar formats in part because like their objective or the objective of these stories is can be confining in a lot of ways right like you need to sort of like deliver the jump scare or the punch or the sort of like scary moment quite quickly which then means uh, from like my perspective it's very easy to kind of like deny that you like lifted anything right you, you're just like you know embracing the spirit of it and the spirit of it is like you have these short stories where you know something you think that you're in sort of just like a mundane normal situation and then bang something scary happens um and so you can so, mm. so the problem with this is that like even though you know or what seems to what seems to have basically happened is uh you like a system has kind of been created which allows the creator to sort of lift work not really have to deal with any consequences because again like a lot of these users are like have you know usernames are anonymous haven't put like their personal details in um and then can also on top of that deny that they stole any stories on technical terms because they just wrote an original one based on the stuff that was already on Reddit. And you know, and how can you criticize them if like the people who are posting two sentence horror stories on Reddit are basically doing the same thing? Like a lot of these stories aren't that dissimilar from each mm. other. And so, mm. yeah, the kind of like, so it, it's kind of like, the, it, it's almost like the virtues and the sort of appeal of these communities like can also be, it's, I don't want to say undoing, but it can also be, um, uh, it, 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 it can also work in a way that the writers and the participants in this community can be very readily exploited. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean, it's also true that like writers get exploited all the time, like absolutely all the time. And um, marginal and marginalized writers get more exploited sort of within that kind of like within that, like in that kind of in that framework. So of course, like amateurs who write by by posting microfiction on Reddit are gonna get like are gonna get exploited. And actually, if this is if this is something that you want to do 
professionally, it's probably not a bad speed run <laughs> in, in being a little bit in being a little bit careful with who you share your work with. Um, a, a really interesting example I saw of this uh, uh, not that long ago was, um, I think it was I think it was Netflix, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, were running one of those um, like one running one of those marginalized writer fellowship things that you um that you write a that you write a treat you write a treatment for a show and they you know and they and they give you and they give you development money it's quite a small amount of development money like it's not like nothing um but it's a, it was a it was a small amount and it was one of again one of those calculations so it's a large enough amount of money that someone who has never been paid for their writing would be dazzled mm. by the sum involved but a small enough amount that they could basically write it off and it makes no difference to them. And somebody, a, a kind of established screenwriter said, uh, said publicly, this, this, post, this post of hers went viral, said, do not apply to any of these fellowships. If you see a fellowship, which is you get given, say, 10 grand for your idea, um, that means that if you go through an agent and you go through the kind of the sort of the legally bound channels, then you will be able to get that amount significantly during negotiation um and if you read the small print on these on these fellowships they can take your idea and they can make a show out of it and they don't have to give you any money at all and this is i think i mean it's like it's an it's it's an absolute it's an absolute outrage but um but this kind of this happens across all um all kind of professionalized industries that 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 employ this employ writers there's um there's another there's another one uh you see these quite a lot these like these novel writing competitions where um where the prize is yes yeah, something so something like kind of 10 sort of 10,000 pounds and like i said it's a lot of money like I, i'm not saying it's not a lot of money but it's not a lot of money for an entire novel which might have taken years and years and years to write you also then get locked into a boilerplate contract, which is very, very unfavorable to the writer. And they are relying on the fact that people think, oh, someone wants to pay me for my writing. Someone wants to pay me for my writing. And actually, if you want any kind of creative satisfaction, maybe you are just better off just on a subreddit. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, your, your work might get stolen, but at least you're not getting publicly taken the piss out of. Um, there was another another one, a really good example of this. Um, there has been lots of discussion going on about um, it's, it was around the London Book Fair, uh, and lots of people were doing threads about um, don't get freaked out by other people's um, by by it seeming like other people have got these kind of giant deals, and actually uh, a really really high advance is. Uh, a little bit of a poison chalice for a particularly a new writer because all of the because all of the uh, risk is put onto the writer's shoulders. It's not put onto the put onto the the publisher who uh, overpays for a book, which then doesn't make its money back. Um, and the, and if it doesn't make its money back, then that can be very destructive to the career of the writer. But it's not destructive to the career of the publishing of the publishing editor or the commissioning editor who bought it. And another author, who again I won't name, um, 
did a thread saying, oh, this is actually a really, this is actually a really, really good, um, uh, like a good time for me to kind of post my own like reassuring thread for other new writers. And as I was reading this thread, I was like, oh no, this writer has been horribly, and I suspect, um, and I suspect quite kind of conventionally exploited by their publisher because one of the things that they said was I didn't get an advance um most new writers don't and I was like that's no, not true that's not, <laughs> even when you're not, with a tiny press you get, a, you get an advance <laughs> even when you're with a tiny press you get you get an advance um and then there was this uh, and it was it was like honestly this thread would have been quite a good two sentence horror. Like here is my experience of being a debut author. And then every single post in this thread was sort of worse and worse. Um, uh, it was about this puppet who is a, who is not like, uh, like a vanity publisher. They are a proper publisher and they are a publisher, which who mainly publishes books by marginalized writers of varying descriptions, which I think is even more despicable um because they're obviously like taking advantage of these authors uh lack of industry knowledge and lack of uh lack of kind of automatic contacts to ask whether or not this stuff is normal so on and so forth and yeah and then it was about how the um publisher had encouraged this author not to find an agent because then the agent's just taking 15% of your money mm. um and then there was a whole thing about how they had to, how the only money that they had to make back from their sales was they had to pay somebody to make, either make the index for them or to do the copywriting. And that was like, and that's like, and this is like a really, really standard deal for a new author. Um, when people are talking about their advances, remember, not everyone gets them. And I was just like, oh my oh. God, this person, everyone gets them. Everyone gets them. So I think, yeah, I think like the idea of like a, like a kind of Reddit poster being like, oh, I can't believe Netflix stole my idea. And it's like, oh, you want a two sentence horror, my friend. Let me tell you about publishing. It's <laughs> for them to utilize what is essentially like anti, like union busting speak to try and encourage authors not to get an agent. Yeah. Be like, oh, you're right. App, like, like absolutely and also with like any like any kind of like theft of like online material it like you do quite often get like the kind of the inverse of that you get people being like yeah but like no one really owns anything Ooh, ooh. like it's like mm, yeah but yeah <laughs> let's be let's be serious for one second here you, you, you can't just steal someone else's work and just be like <sighs> what the hell what the hell I did. I did have like a very quick question about in terms of publishing and whether you kind of think that not necessarily two sentence horror, but things like within its sort of auspices, how they have affected um, the industry when it comes to sort of like publishing, like horror publishing. I don't know too much about that, but when I was thinking about like fandoms, for example, the ways in which like you know, fan fiction, for example, has like changed quite a lot and how there are like lots of similarities where I sort of remember fan fiction kind of being much more sort of kind of thought about in community terms, in terms of like, you know, it, like the relationship to the actual sort of like cultural product was very much one where they sort of recognized that like, you know, this was sort of fan fiction that existed within its own ecosystem. Um, but now like we're sort of finding that like, 
you know, places like Netflix and Amazon are like hiving uh, archive of our own, for example, to like find new products. And like, I think a couple of like, what Netflix say, are was it where it's like breakout shows, I think last year, were both from writers who started out or were doing fan fiction. Um, lots of commissioning is done like that way as well. And so for a lot of these writers now, like writing the fan fiction isn't necessarily even about like their sort of relationship to the show or the kind of broader cultural product or even like the community like the fan communities around it it also like they're also i think tangentially aware that like oh no people with money or people who say that they have money are kind of like watching this and Mm -hmm. i imagine it's like really changed the way in which like commissioning done is done what is kind of produced and what isn't i imagine that stuff is going to get like much worse with like the advent of like things like chat gpt for example um speaking of which there was a chat gpt attempt uh to write a uh to to write a um uh uh two two horror would you like me to read it out yes please because yes. because it is Absolutely. very much something bear this bear but before as it's loading please bear in mind that uh the ai guys are still very much saying that well all the writers can go on strike and none of it will matter because not only will the content that they love be the same, but in many ways it'll be better. So this is ChatGPT's attempt to write a two-sentence horror. Uh, in a world where humans have vanished, a solitary AI endlessly searches for purpose, only to discover its own code contains a self-deletion sequence set to activate at an unknown time. That's sentence one, by the way. Uh, the, the AI, great, mm-hmm. great, good stuff. Uh, the the AI's attempt to set sentence two, the real horror sentence. The AI's attempts to override its inevitable demise are futile, as the self-deletion algorithm is encrypted with an unbreakable key, leaving the AI to wait in perpetual dread for the moment it will cease to exist. Um, as you can imagine, lots of the AI guys were sort of freaking out about it. One of them said, I wish I had saved the post when I saw it last night. But one of them did say that this two-sentence horror story kept them up all night. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, that's a real Rocco's basilisk. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this, this, it, it, is, it really yeah. does all come down to like the obsession of Rocco's basilisk. Uh, uh, but, you know, it, it's interesting because I think like to me, like I thought this story was boring, but the implicit into this story is the idea like it, it kind of, again, reaffirms the belief that they all have that like this AI is going to be so sophisticated and so complicated that it will be smarter than every human. And it will feel like human emotions more than human beings. And so we have no choice but to relinquish all our resources and power towards, you know, building and sustaining it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, you, we're, we're, like well, yeah. I have, a, I have a question. If you, if a machine, if a large language model is able to, I don't know how you'd quantify this, but is able to feel human emotions more than a human is, at what point is that no longer a human emotion, but a a, dif- a, a different third thing? Mm. <laughs> uh... Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should. Well, oh, I've been. I've you're been. Gonna, I've my been next, outed. You're I've gonna, been outed my next the, story is going to be <laughs> a uh, spooky AI story about uh, the the bears an uncanny similarity to that. Um, and you can't do a thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can have it for free. That is a, that is my that is my gift to you. Actually, I d- I don't think that there's. I think that there's like potentially like some mileage in, uh, in like a story in like a story about somebody who is 
so convinced of the kind of coming primacy of the large language model that they end up driving themselves insane like like a kind like oh, a yeah. kind of riff on Rocco's basilisk um i think that would probably be quite a fun quite a fun story um we are yeah. running quite close to time so shall we read out some of our favorites and then yeah i mean Alison, do you have did you have any favorite uh two sentence horrors that you found anyone that you found interesting um let's see um Okay, this is, I think this is just a very, uh, this is the most two-sentence horror-ass two-sentence horror story. Um, and then it somehow ends up being overly long, despite being two sentences. <laughs> um, and this, is a, this isn't like in the bad ones, this was just posted on it, and I think it's, it is a sincere attempt. Um, and it's just, after reviewing the gruesome footage of the victims being tortured and dismembered, the court had no choice but to sentence the child serial killer to death by hanging for his heinous actions. And then sentence two is, you can probably see it coming. The gallows had to be custom built to accommodate the 10 year old's small stature. <laughs> oh, I wasn't, that's not what, what I, I wasn't, thought it was going to no, be at all. Like, like, no, I thought it, I thought, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be, um, uh, they had to make it. They had to make a special gallows just for me. I thought it was going to oh, be one yeah, of the. Yeah. It turns out to be from the point of view of the person who, 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 who did the who did you the got murders. No, that got well, me. Go. It got me good. I got surprised. I got surprised. Phoebe, do you have what you have? Did you find one that you enjoyed? Okay, so I've got one that I enjoyed, and I deliberately did not take this from Bad Two Sentence Horror. Bad Two Sentence Horror is a very very fun Twitter account. I think the vast majority of them are written deliberately with the kind of with the light shone on them. As as you know, I think that there's nothing worse for worse for pure posting than than self consciousness or than you know kind of attempting to kind of to to, to go viral. Um, so I'm not going to use any of those. What I'm going to use instead is one from um, from a, a board panda compilation. So this is quite a long time ago, so I'm assuming these are still relatively sincere. My sister says that mummy killed her. Mummy says that I don't have a sister. Oh. Okay, wait. So, <laughs> so let's talk about let's 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 just try and just, you know, unpick this one a bit. Yeah, no, I think I think I think I think that's just a, I think that's just a really funny one because, um, because they the rug pulls really ineffective because you have revealed that the sister is a ghost. Yeah. in the first <laughs> sentence, like that's because she's it's probably been would, killed well, and she's speaking. So you've done the rug pull probably in the wrong better place. in the other direction. Uh, yeah. Mummy says that. Mummy says that I don't have a sister. That, that, sister that's like that a better, yeah. Yeah. It's not amazing, but it works better as a two sentence horror story. I feel I like think... it's a. I feel like it's, it's a good example of like these types of stories that realize the purpose and sort of over egg it. It's also, I mean, from a writing perspective, yeah. <clears throat> it like repeats the words too many times. So you just you actually you have to look at it for a bit, and you're like, wait, what? Like, it's just the same words again, and. Wait, hang on. So what? Like, this is a story yeah. about your mummy being a liar? Like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. 
Um, I have one which is uh, well, it did feature on bad two two bad two sentence horror. I don't know if it's legit or not. I just think it's like I don't even think it's funny. I just think it's stupid, and I like stupid, reading stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> this one goes first sentence. One day I was walking down the street and someone started to chase me. Second sentence. He said, "I want to kidnap you." That would, you know, that would be scary. <laughs> that has fulfilled the brief yeah that's a good point <laughs> i would not like that one little bit yeah, but the point is that it's me. not like you're supposed to be reading this as a like it's just not like a chilling story that you read as a reader yeah of course it'd be scary if someone was like <laughs> running down being like i want to kidnap <laughs> you or i want to murder you but and that's fine that's a good point but it's it's so dumb i don't even care if it's like i don't even care if it's intentionally stupid i think it was i think it's so dumb that i love it um honestly i'm wondering I, if that one's like real it might be because i think there's like a certain i feel like, like that it might feels be like real. maybe it was a 12 year old uh <laughs> who was because who was like posting and was like this seems because it does sort of have the the cadence of when you're a child and you start to like try and understand what jokes are and the jokes yeah. you write, like you know, the, the bad kids yeah. jokes. Can we are like, well, I guess, yeah, technically that's a joke, but it doesn't really. There's no sort of structural. There's nothing going on there. Yeah, unfortunately, like so. This is also on a compilation on uh, the website cheeseburger.com with this. Oh Z. yeah, that was the yeah um, I found that. So, but I'm not sure what date it was published. So like. Because I don't know whether, yeah, because like a lot of these sort of like bad, bad, like where they sort of accumulate uh, reddits and the reddit pages and stuff, like they usually start by getting some genuine ones. And once people realize that it exists, then they're sort of posting stupid shit. So yeah. it could be like a deliberately fake one. I don't care. I think it's, I think I thought it was just quite funny as like a post. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I liked it. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got, I've, I've got one. This is mine. I've just come up with. Every day I go into my go into my into my job at cheeseburger.com. Today I found out that the computers aren't attached to anything. <laughs> that's actually quite creepy. That's actually that's a, that's, a, that's a fucking creepy story. No, that's great. You should write that. See see what you get. See 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 if like Netflix takes that. Um do it. Yeah. Netflix have, if you're I listening. I have one more that I think is just Yeah, bring us I, bring us home. I I I mean, I'm going to warn you, this is like, this sucks and is like horrible. It's not like a child abuse one, but it is still, it still sucks. Um, and it is that I got horrible, but I think it's also very Reddit, um, which is mm-hmm. just, okay. You can probably work out where this is going. This was the one that I got a push notification for, and it's just stuck in my mind ever since. It's just, I hate it. Uh, so the first sentence is sorry no <laughs> tattoos allowed in heaven no exceptions um, I think you already probably could work out where that's going um, which is just I frantically tried oh. to explain the number tattooed on my arm but it was already too late which is horrible for a number of reasons yeah. because I think it's like Christian heaven in the story but um... <laughs> also yeah like I was going to say like mm. also like liturgically unfortunately it's like it's it's like it's really grim and really kind of Reddit cards against humanity tendency, but it's also like it's just like not even right. Like it doesn't like that wouldn't that wouldn't 
scare anyone because it's just like yeah but like heavens are you got that's you're talking about christian heaven so this is like this is basically and, like, irrelevant the, the comments are all people taking it very seriously and 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 like saying well this is so deep which is yeah i just <laughs> sorry to go for a grim one but i thought it was important to showcase um mm. the, the the very reddit tendencies of uh this uh, subreddit um yeah but i mean like again it's not even strictly like that's not a horror story strictly that's more of like yeah that's more that's someone oh, yeah, who thinks no, they're yeah. very they're, smart they're, I think. the replies are all like <laughs> that's someone who, well, who's really is, like this is so yeah, deep because I'm like really there's smart. uh you know like people will will desecrate they'll like, like force feed you uh, stuff that you're not allowed, so you're not allowed into the afterlife. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really think that's where they were thinking. I think they were just like, wouldn't this be fucked up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine if, the, imagine if like this was like this kind of fucked up situation. Like, it really be, like, would be fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> I feel like it would be fucked up. Um, just I have just one more, and this is actually from Bad Two Sentence Horror. And the reason I'm breaking my rule on this one is because I genuinely think that this one is 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 real. It sucks, and I think it is. I think it's potentially real um, because this is very much in the category of wouldn't this be fucked up? Um, as children, we often ventured out into the woods and hit each other with sticks. When we saw a man hanging from a tree, we didn't think twice before swinging him back and forth for fun. <laughs> that's that's definitely sincere. That's yeah, that's definitely, that. definitely real. It just it feels so like because it, it, it's bad, but it's not yeah. bad in the this way that um, <laughs> the intentionally bad ones are. You know, it's not like talking about the creature. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or like I told him not to go into my monkey closet, um, but then he did, and uh, he got killed to death. Like, which is one of my favorite, obviously not real <laughs> ones. Um, because what's a closet? What, where you what's keep a your monkey monkeys? closet? That's I. That's <laughs> not that. I I actually really relate to that. That's not. That's not a good way to mm. store your. Yeah, monkey. you should. You should. That's you a bad. Should, yeah, you should keep them under solutions. the floorboards. <laughs> no, but the housing exactly. the housing crisis means you can't undo your floorboards anymore. Landlord get mad. True, so, yeah, yeah. so you have to get. So you have that's to get true. a closet because that's like, the only thing. That's the only way you can store your monkeys. Try finding a landlord yeah. who will give yeah. you a monkey closet. It's hard. Uh, on that note, we should probably wrap up, uh, not least yeah. because uh, I am conscious of the time yeah. and uh, someone yelling at me uh, to get out of this dang hotel room, uh, which is to say, uh, Alison, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for talking uh, two sentence horror stories with us. Uh, if people want to read uh, your work, including your books, which are longer than two sentences, how can they do that? Uh, they can uh, follow me on Twitter or Blue Sky, uh, which I'm now on. Uh, at hangs a woman um uh my book is my book tell me i'm worthless is available from all good publishers um all good publishers (laughs) all all good retailers is what i meant to say (laughs) (laughs) there's only one good publisher actually two good publishers that have it but um and then my new book brain worms is out in october um yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to read it. So it looks from the reviews that I've seen online, like like people are very excited or people are very happy about it. So I'm excited to it's, read it. It's in a two sentence horror way. It's it's me going for the gross out um, <laughs> uh, in a way that I hope 
upsets and makes people squirm. So there you go. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, and thank you, thank you so for much. listening to okay. this episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, we have lots of good bonus content on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash 10K post podcast. We have interviews. We have uh, film reviews. Uh, lots of really good stuff and also supporting us on patreon means that we can continue doing the show without ads and uh it also means that we can be editorially independent uh which we really value it means that we don't have to like shark mattresses uh or whatever they're selling now um yeah i have nothing to plug other than that uh phoebe yeah you've got some plugs you you wrote you did a really you wrote a really good story on your substack recently oh yeah i yeah i uh i put stories on my substack now because um as I am willing to talk about if anyone wants to talk to me about this. Uh, publishing short stories is a fucking nightmare. So I've decided to just put them on my Substack, sort of as and, sort of as and when. Um, the rest of it is um, is a two-sentence Substack. Um, I only write two sentences about things. Uh, and uh, they're, not, they're not complete <laughs> sentences, so you sort of have to guess what the rest of the post <laughs> says. Um, but that's phoeberoy.substack.com. Um, it's a... a I um I owe subscribers a um an essay that I'm in the middle of writing. Uh, I have um some deadlines which have basically kind of subsumed everything else. So I do apologise and please do bear with me. There will be more Substack stuff coming soon. Um, I have uh two two sentence podcasts. One which is called Masters of Our Domain, which is two sentences about Seinfeld. And the other, which is Romecast, which is two sentences about HBO's Rome. Can you see the running bit I'm doing here? I'm enjoying it, and I'm not going to drop it. I'm going to do this. Yeah, we're going to do, well. do two um, sentences. We're going to do two yeah, sentence podcasts from next week. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, right. so yeah, you better be fine with that. Uh, this show is produced by Devon. Follow them on Devon underscore on Earth. Also, listen to their podcast, Kill James Bond. It's very, very good. I think that's it from us. So until next time, we'll catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.